ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here late on a Wednesday night to talk about professional wrestling, which means we're going to talk about Clash of Champions, we're going to talk about AAA, we're going to talk about, I guess, Raw and SmackDown, this happened, but most importantly... The USA Network debut of WWE NXT. Well, at least half of it was on the USA. The other half was on the network. But it was, both, both were live. And it was great. And we're going to talk about it. And that's why we're here late. I'm Owen. With me is John. Joined, as always, by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online. So check us out there because we are monitoring that chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Oh, and there's way too much wrestling. Yeah, there was a lot of wrestling. So sh- they, they yeah. added another hour of wrestling. I hate it. Yeah, but in a couple weeks, we're going to add two more hours. I know, it's too much wrestling. Well, don't worry, it's fine. We'll we'll make it. At least the wrestling that they're adding is better than the wrestling that we already had. It's very true, actually. So, do you just want to get into it, or is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, do you want to hear more about Kirby, Super Kirby Clash? Yes, quickly, and I'll tell you something that I did tonight as well. Alright, uh, so I'm basically definitely at the point where I need to pay money if, or I, if I want to get further in that game. Tetris 99 this weekend. I mean, yeah, I can, and I'm going to because I want that skin and those 99 apples, more importantly. Uh-huh. But, like, it's, it's, not gonna, it's not gonna solve the problem. I just, I need to, I need to buy equipment to be able to do some of these missions that i have and like you know get things to you know level up more because i've unlocked the last level like i've unlocked the last single player level it's just i'm too low level to actually beat it like the recommended level is 60 and i'm 52 it's as if it was built this way so that you wouldn't play the game for free oh yeah i know and i mean look i mean here's the thing that and this is how i'm gonna put it with this thing is that like if this was, if you removed all of the the free-to-play bullshit and just sold this as a game, this is a game that I would say, like, you know, $20? Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. $30? Yeah, you know what? I could see an argument for that. But $40? I think that's a little much considering the content that they give you just in terms of the uh, quantity and I'd say a little bit of the quality. Then why don't you that's, pay 20 because look, the problem with this game is that like you need, I I need apples. I need a bunch of apples, and like I don't want to deal with having to get these apples anymore to like get the things I need to do to beat the missions that I'm gonna beat anyway. So like, if I pay forty dollars, it makes the shit go away forever, seemingly, uh-huh. and. While I don't want to pay that, it's I also look and say, like, well, I've put 30 hours into this game. I've gotten a lot out of it. I've paid nothing. It's, you see, and this is the fucking problem right here, is now I'm justifying it to myself because of this fucking business model. 
Well, you should. You should pay the people for making the good game that you're enjoying. Like, that's why I put money into Pokemon Go and I put it into Fortnite, because I put lots of hours into it and I'm having a lot of fun, so I want to give them money for it. But, but I also don't like the business model and don't want to encourage it. Because I think that the business model gets in the way of the game, because I think if they didn't have the business model and they just sold it as a game, like a full game, like I said, it's not worth 40 bucks. It's not worth the 40 bucks max price that, like, gets rid of all the issues. Well, they got you, so now you have to pay it. I'm gonna hold off still, but... Get those 99 apples this weekend. I'm considering it. I mean, I'm definitely gonna get the 99 apples this weekend. yeah. It's not going to solve the issue, but it will be a temporary reprieve, I guess. Yeah, whereas Fortnite's model... It'll maybe get me one weapon. Whereas Fortnite's model, instead of, you know, gating stuff behind money, it's, here's stuff that you absolutely need, so pay us money. Like, here's a John Wick skin. Obviously, I need the John Wick skin. Here, you can play, you can play the Philadelphia Eagle. Of course, I need to play as that. And now they're going to put Batman in it. And of course, I need to be Batman. At least Kirby's not doing that. They're not selling skins. That is true. They're basically just selling the major game. currency that you need to do literally everything in the game. Exactly. Hey, John, do you, know, you want to know what I did tonight? Sure. It's, it's not a video game. On my way home to watch the NXT... I stopped at Pizza Hut. Oh, God. Because they had a new thing I had to try. I, I'm aware. Tell me about the, the Cheez-Its. The, the stuffed Cheez-Its pizza. Which was crazy, because when I got there, like, of course, I had the, you know, the people, like, running the, the Pizza Hut, like, this is, like, it's a brand new item, so they hadn't really done it before. And he, like, pulls it out of the oven, and he, like, smells it. He goes, holy shit, this smells exactly like Cheez-Its. And I'm like, that's crazy! I need this! And then I brought it home, and it's four big old cheese that's stuffed with cheese and pepperoni. And, yo, it tastes like a cheese it That's weird. It's awesome. That's really weird. It might be the best thing I've had at Pizza Hut. Which is a low bar, I know, but still. If you like cheese it's you should get, you should try it. I really like Jesus, but that's it's that's kind of weird. I do like Pizza Hut though. I don't know if they like did where what kind of Pizza Hut was it like? Was it a Pizza Hut Express? It's kind of like that, you know. It's a walk-in, you know. Because like that's the only thing that we got here, so I don't know if the Pizza Hut Expresses would get it. It's pretty much a Pizza Hut Express. You should go online and check their menu if they have if they have online ordering. All right then, because that's why I just. I was out playing Pokemon Go, and on my way home, I said, I, I passed by that Pizza Jesus Hut. Jesus Christ. I, I'm going to go get that and watch NXT and this, these cheese at pizzas. And, yeah, it was great. Please report back if you try it. Sounds horrible. No, it's... You just said you like cheese its and you like Pizza Hut. I do, but, like, that doesn't mean I want to combine the two. It's, it's a good combination. They did good. They did a good... And you dip it in, in the tomato sauce. I, we'll see. Yep, but that's all I just wanted to say, because I'm still tasting it. Oh, man, 
It's so good. We're not sponsored by Pizza Hut. I just need to make that clear. They kept playing Pizza Hut commercials during NXT, and I'm like, don't worry, I'm cool, I did it already. Stop advertising to me. It's like those Amazon or Best Buy ads that you get on social media for the thing that you just bought. Like, yeah, I bought it. Stop telling me to buy it. You ever get those? Yes. It's, it's the worst. Like, the algorithm should know that you bought it so they can, they can stop. Ridiculous. Sorry, I know I'm distracted right now. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the, at the cheese. You pizza? fucked me up, and I'm looking at the thing. Yeah, and what are the what are the different colors mean? Like I'm, I'm looking at thing that says order carry out, but like so one of them's red and the others are white. That's probably. Uh, I'm assuming one of them is the one with pepperoni and the other one's just cheese. No, it's the website. I'm looking at the find a Pizza Hut thing. Oh, oh, the Pizza Huts. I thought you meant the. Uh... The cheese. I'm like, I didn't think they were different colored. I don't know. Whatever. We're not. We're not talking about the Pizza Hut website. We're talking about wrestling, um, okay. allegedly. Also, I, I think that means either they're carry out only or delivery. Hmm. I assume the red ones are delivery. Anyway, I think it might be the other way around. It probably is. The other, I don't know. I don't know how colors work. But you know, what I do know about. What's that, Owen? Wrestling news. I don't know about that. Hey, John. What's that, Owen? Did you hear the big news? What? The big news? What's the big news? The is, big is, news wait. about big cats? A- oh, God. And that I'm gonna be. I'm actually gonna be completely honest here. Like, I know something happened, but like, I have done a really good job of trying to keep the antics of him and his terrible friend out of my life. Uh, and I actually don't know what happened. All right. So, um, he was removed from the Rawway Rec Center this past weekend for from our Russell Pro show. Because he had several incidents happen backstage. Okay. So he first he had an interaction with Joey Janela. Of fighting at a Blink-182 concert fame. Yep, but that got diffused. But he continued to cause a scene afterward because he's an idiot. Then... In the locker room, he started accusing of people, uh, accusing people of stealing his stuff. Okay. And he confronted uh, the company owner, Pat Buck, who was having his farewell match that evening. And apparently, he uh, spat in his face. What? Wait, Cass spat in Pat Buck's face? Yep, and Pat Buck punched him in the fucking face. Damn, Okay. Don't spit in the guy's face. The guy runs the company. Is also is this his big night? I'm not. I, I'm not saying that. Like I'm taking Cass aside here. Like no, no. You he deserved to get hit like that. Yep. Good news that the Rawway uh, police station was right next door. So I mean, they mm-hmm. are in a prison town. Yep. So they uh, they the police escorted him out of the building, but uh, no charges were pressed. 
was was Cass drunk? I don't know. Like, cause this sounds like some, like this sounds like some alcoholism behavior to me. Like, I'm not trying to make any kind of like claims or, or judgments or know anything about Cass's situation, but like, this sounds like a dude that was belligerently drunk. I think he might just have mental issues. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he released a, uh, a statement earlier today. Oh, great. Here's the thing, though. He didn't release it on his own social media, because apparently he's trying to avoid social media now. So guess where? Yeah, I wonder why. So guess where it was posted? Enzo Amore's Twitter. Yup! It sure was, which is great, because you really want to associate with him. So here is the statement from him. They're two losers that, like can't do anything without each other because they both fucked it up so bad. What else are they going to do but stick together? Here, would you like to hear the statement? No, but tell the folks at home. To my fans and all concerned, I have So been, no one. Yep. I have been very honest with my past struggles, and it has been an ongoing battle. On Saturday night, I obviously let my demons get the better of me, and I ruined an important night for a really great guy in an unfortunate series of events. I worked incredibly hard to get where I am, and even harder to overcome my ongoing battle with depression. But I will work my absolute hardest to right the wrongs of Saturday Night and apologize to Kevin Matthews, Pat Buck, Joey Janela, the entire Russell Pro locker room, and all parties involved from the bottom of my heart. I'm getting help from family and friends as we speak, and will be getting professional help in the near future, and ask all to please respect my privacy in the meantime. When and if I reemerge as a public figure, it will be in good faith, and I hope to inspire those who struggle with the same mental health issues I do to seek the help they need. If Tyson Fury can do it, so can I. Remember, I ain't dead yet, and neither are you. Peace and love, William Patrick Morrissey III. Okay. So yeah, it's it's mental health issues. That's that's a, you know that's a fair statement, I suppose. But you know. But also, he posted this on Enzo's Twitter. Yeah, he posted it on Enzo's Twitter. I mean, then again, again, where else would he post it? He doesn't seemingly have a place to post things. He could have posted on his Twitter. I'm assuming he doesn't have a Twitter. I guess he deleted it, but... There the are point other- is, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But, but I'm tw- not faulting him for posting it on at real one, mm-hmm. though I will fault him for being friends with that asshole. Yeah, so, so to all the people who are saying, oh yeah, Enzo's a problem, not Big Cass. He, he's fine, he's on the up and up. No. Yeah, it's both of them. They're both bad. Hope he gets help, but I hope he also never wrestles again. Yeah, okay. Do do something else that's not in the public eye, so you stop making an ass of yourself. Can't teach that. But a boom. Saddest guy in the room. 
I feel like, though... Man, I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this. Whatever. Do it. I feel like the problem is that, like... I don't want to question that he has mental health issues. Like, clearly, I, I get it. And, you know, obviously, I'm someone that's been there and know a lot about it. But, like, there's a part of me that feels like it's very convenient just like with Lars it's very convenient that these mental health issues seem to come up uh when the man has to deal with the consequences of his actions like Mm -hmm. just in the same way that's very interesting that like oh suddenly we're talking about how Lars is like incredibly depressed and like has these mental health issues and had to like go home and leave and oh we feel so bad for him when like it's coming out that he has the, all these racist posts in his past. And now, again, Cass is cause, acting a fucking fool and, and doing shit that, again, to me, sounds like the shit, uh, behavior of a belligerent drunk. And we're saying, oh, no, he's got these mental health issues. Yeah, it feels... And depression. It feels less of a cry for help and more of capitalizing on what the, uh, you know, the way of social, uh, you know stuff with uh, celebrities is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And and just like the way that we're trying to, you know, the way that society as a whole is trying to destigmatize mental health issues and destigmatize talking about these mental health issues and being open with them. Like in a lot of ways, it's sometimes it feels like these certain wrestlers here and these certain personalities here are using that narrative in a bad faith effort to distract from the things that they've done and try to maybe downplay the consequences. Yeah, but the other problem with this, though, is that, you know, you're not supposed to be, like, blaming the victim here. Like, the fact that he's coming out with this stuff, maybe it's true. Yep. But also... It's really convenient, but also we should take it at face value for now until something else comes up that proves that's bullshit. Yeah. But also we should stop wrestling and go away forever. That I agree with completely. Yes. That's all I got for news, unless you got something. Nope. Then Here's the news. Too much wrestling. Speaking of too much wrestling, John, you went... To wrestling this weekend. Yeah, you were all like, you should go to a wrestling show. And I was all like, no. And you were all like, yes. And I was all like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to the wrestling show. That's not how it went. You asked if you should go to the wrestling show, and I said yes. And you said, I don't know. And I said, treat yourself. And then you did. Yeah, I treated myself way too well, admittedly. Hey, if you're going to get a wrestle mask... Get the best wrestle mask. I mean, now I know what my Halloween costume is, so it, I guess it works. Are you bringing a chair? Obviously. Well, just make sure you go into a place where you can actually bring that. Look, you ain't gonna tell the chairman what to do. Sean Spears? No. The actual chairman. Of- oh. You mean L.A. Park? Goddamn right. He still can't be La Parker, can he? I mean, I think he can in AAA, or or is it CMLL? 
It's one of them that he can be La Parca. But I think he's just still does L.A. Park. But yeah, AAA played Madison Square Garden. Well, they played the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Did you know the show was originally supposed to be in Madison Square Garden? Yeah, I know. And then they went, that's a bad idea. Yeah, they went, oh, wow, this really isn't selling. That's great. Who would have guessed? You wouldn't, you'd, you'd think all the people in New York would see Triple Mania and go, yeah, I want to go to that shit show. I mean, it was a good show. Yeah, so tell me about it. Yeah, like, it definitely had some issues. I'm not going to say a otherwise. But, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Uh, oh, let's... Also, before you start that, you know that this was on pay-per-view, right? I do. Did you know that, uh, like, coming up, like, I think this weekend... They're airing it on Access in its entirety. I also did. That's fucked up. That is pretty fucked up. Just, but then again, why not, right? How about the people that paid the money to see it? They're like, I could just waited. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you paid the money to see it live. When it fuck, you paid the money to see it live and like get unlimited replays of it. Yeah, but it's, it's still... It's, Some it's Jamoke still, gets to watch it on television, fine. They get to see it two weeks later. It's still weird. But they didn't, like, promote this. I, I feel like it's all a matter of, like, this access shit is happening really quickly. Yeah, but it more like if they played, like, some, like, an abridged version of the show, be like, okay, but they're showing all of it. Well, why not? It's like a two and a half hour show. I know. They should have just broke it into an hour and said, if you want to see the full thing, pay the money. I feel like this isn't a, ma- a show that you can really break into an hour conveniently unless you literally only show matches that have impact people in them. Yeah, now we're talking. Which, admittedly, that's like the best part. More than the half show. the card. The best parts of the card. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, speaking of the card, tell me about the, your experience. Yeah, I mean, it was a really fun show. I, I really enjoyed myself and had a great time, and, have, like, the have, crowd was... Hmm? Have you been to the Hulu Theater before? Yeah, not for wrestling, but, I mean, I've definitely been there. I saw A Christmas Carol. Oh, cool. I saw Franz Ferdinand. Ooh, And TV on the radio. Nice. That's that was a good ass show. I, who else did I see there? I saw uh, the the Shins. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, no, I've but it's they did a good job setting up for a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Okay, weird. You just got all quiet for a second. Yeah, because you were talking. You were gonna... I'm not. I'm not interrupting you. Okay, I thought you were gonna like ask me some questions about the experience or something. I I, I already did, but then I interrupted by asking you if you've been to the Hulu Theater. Oh, well, yeah, no, like, I don't know, like, that. I thought that it, it was set up nicely, I, I felt that my front row of, like, the 200 section was still a damn good view of the, of the sh- fucking show, like, I, nice. I, don't, I don't know what to sell, what else to say, like, I got to see enough of the entrance, I couldn't really see, like, you know, the back screens that much, but, like, ah, whatever, like, I got the point, they were showing ads for the El Rey Network and other things. That still exists? Apparently. Weird. I know, right? 
So, John, tell me, yeah. tell me about the actual show. All right. Uh, let's just run down the card quickly. Uh, Chris Dickerson, I don't know who that is. I know he's Chris Dickinson, rather. Like, I know he's been around a bunch and stuff. Like, I guess he's on Impact, and, like, he was at that Bloodsport show on Saturday, mm-hmm. which I also watched a little bit of, by the way. How was that? I... The f- couple matches I watched were were interesting. Uh, fucking Santino versus Simon Gotch was a surprisingly really good match. I wouldn't say surprising. That this that seems good. Uh, look, booking. Sh- I'm a person that likes having variety in my wrestling shows and seeing a bunch of cool things. Booking a show around like we're gonna do matches that are basically based around submissions and like fucking tapping a person out or knocking them the fuck out. That's really cool. But I, I I don't know if it's for me. Okay. But I didn't watch all of it. So who knows? So tell me about the, uh, the show you did go to. Yeah. Uh, Chris Dickinson, uh, which, yeah, I brought that up because he was at Bloodsport. uh, and fucking Masquerita Dorada. What? Yeah. Dang. And they fought Dave the Clown and Demis, I guess? Demis? I don't know. I don't know. It was a silly tag match. It was a fun opening match. We got to see Masquerade Dorada do his goddamn thing. Uh, and that was great. Nice. The two weird clown luchadoras were also pretty cool. Wow, and cool. then there was Chris Dickinson. Uh-oh. It wasn't bad. It's just like, I couldn't tell you a single thing he did. Damn. I literally just don't remember anything about him in that match other than like, yeah, I guess he looked fine. But who cares because it's fucking Masquerade Dorada flying around and being awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Next, we had a match that the crowd was very hot for and I found problematic. Why is that? Because it was the team of Team AAA of Drago, Fabi Apache, and Murder Clown. Murder Clown? Murder Clown. That's a good name. He, have you seen Murder Clown before? No. He's, he's pretty, I think he's on the older side, and uh, he is a stout, fat luchador. Okay. He's, he's pretty good. But he's just like a murderous clown. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's Murder Clown. And they fought Team Impact. Uh Uh-huh. Which was very unfortunate. Why is that? It was Josh Alexander. Don't know him. Uh, He's one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions. Don't know that either. Neither do I, but I'm telling you that. As the truth. Okay, I'm just letting people know. I have no idea who he is. Sammy Callahan. I know that guy. I know that guy too. He's he's a bad man. Yeah, he's a hacker. He, he spits on you. Ugh. Screams thumbs up, thumbs down. He likes beating women. Is that a gimmick or is that real? Gimmick. Okay, thank God. Because his whole thing is basically that right now he's basically feuding with, like, he's basically feuding, been feuding with Tessa and Impact. Well, I know they had that that main event match, which I heard was really good. 
And like in, uh, it's looking like in AAA that he's feuding with, uh, Fabio Apache. Uh-huh. Uh, and then this is all a way of me getting around the fact that I don't want to talk about the last person in the match. Who was it? It's Michael Elgin. Hey, hey, John. Yep. Fuck Michael Elgin. Fuck Michael Elgin. Tell me about the match, but exclude his part. It was good. It was fun. Like... It, it was just like a, a kind of chaotic six man tag. It's like, I don't really know what to say about it other than like they, they did some cool little weird spots and murder clown doing his fat luchador flying around was great. Mm-hmm. And Fabi looked really cool. And the crowd was super into her. Uh, I wasn't into this match for a lot of reasons, not the least of which being Michael Elgin. Uh, but also there was a lot of the, uh, the bad chant, let's say, the the bad chant you say. Mm-hmm. What's that? <sighs> if it was if, if they were chanting "fuck Michael Elgin," that's a good chant. No, that's a good chant. I I mean the chant that Cody Rhodes got in trouble for. Tell the audience. Do you really need me me to say it? Yes, John. This is an explicit podcast. You can say it. Don't want to though. Then. Tell people what they can look up to figure out what you're talking about since you're not going to All right, follow. fine, I'll just fucking do it. Like, yeah, so basically, for those that don't know, there's there's a whole thing where it is a tradition in, in uh, Lucha Libre of chanting uh, the word puto at uh, certain wrestlers, which is basically a kind of, it, it's a slur basically called them male prostitutes and has very homophobic connotations and is basically said to emasculate wrestlers and that's, shit of that nature. That sounds really bad in 2019. Yeah, which I'm really glad you wanted me to say it. Thanks a lot, dick. Well, you, well you're not the you're just reporting it, John. You're not condoning it. I, we didn't really talk about it on here or we might have mentioned it in passing, but yeah, you know, like about a month ago, uh Cody Rhodes got in on a chant uh from a wrestler psycho clown who does that eggs the crowd on to do that chant a lot. Uh, because it is a chant that they love to do with the heels. Uh, Cody Rhodes got involved on it, not knowing it's what it means or like the connotations there. And, and, and AEW sent out a statement on his behalf. That was a, a sincere apology. I had not heard this. So you had not mentioned it on the show. Oh, well, there we go. That, that happened. Perhaps it, it came up on the other show. The one that, you know, is buying the Patreon wall. I, no, that didn't come up. I'm pretty sure it didn't come up on that one either. Well, whatever. The point is it happened. Okay. And the point is that the crowd was very much chanting it during this match, which, of course, they were kind of being egged on by, like, Murder Clown and some of the other other baby faces. But the heels were definitely, like, asking for it and, like, throwing it back at the crowd when they would throw it at him. Because, like, the whole thing is you shake your hand and go, hey, and then, like, you throw it and yell, the, the word. Well, here's a question. How much an audience do you think did not know the meaning of it and just thought they were chanting along with a fun thing? Is that- I'm gonna guess it, it's a thing that where it's like... I don't know. Like, to me, that audience seemed like people that definitely understand what's going on. Maybe don't understand, like, 
the real connotations behind it. Haven't really explored that, but like, I think they get it. Okay, because, you know, when you said it at first, I didn't know what it meant either, so. Well, there you go. I thought it meant just stupid or something. Unfortunately not. I mean, you know, look, a lot of people will say that saying that other word means stupid too. Those people are wrong. Yep, and these people are wrong as well. Indeed. Point is, Team Impact won and it was upsetting. That sucks. Did Mike, I honestly did Michael get d- the pin? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Sammy. Oh, good. After, like, a, a triple team move. Okay. And I believe Fobby. Sure. Because Sammy's a dick. That guy sucks. But not, not yeah. actual sucks, like Michael Elgin. No. he Sammy is good suck. He's kayfabe suck, and real life threatening to beat the shit out of Jim Cornette. Good. Fuck Jim Cornette. What else happened on the show? Uh, so the next match was disappointing. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, a fatal four way to determine the number one contender for the cruiserweight championship. Oh, they have a cruiserweight championship. Yeah, they do. Who does impact or triple a? Triple A. Okay. Puma King, Aerostar, Flamita, and Daga. That seems like a good match. Yeah, this match was a lot of fun, and the crowd was fucking dead. What? Like, they, there are a bunch of points where, like, they started getting to Puma King, and, you know, look, Puma King's awesome, so definitely. Is he related like, to Prince Puma? Is he his dad? No. No. Fucked up. I mean, maybe. I don't know for certain. But, yeah, basically, the crowd was kind of dead for this match, which sucked because it was really exciting, and I I really liked everyone involved. Although, there were definitely some parts where it was a little sloppy, uh, mostly the fault of Daga. Weird, the guy that you put as our least favorite wrestler one year. El Jefe, you know, he... I get it, I get what he's going for, but, like... I will say it was kind of deflating when, like, his finisher, like, it, he basically did, like, kind of like a, a face buster, like, you know, butterfly you into a face buster. Mm-hmm. And he very clearly did not hit Puma, get Puma King's head anywhere near the mat. And he didn't go for it again? No. He that, just pinned him. And that was the finish? Yep. That sucks. I will say I I watched a little bit. Of this on, I watched a little bit of the broadcast, uh, the pay per view broadcast back because I missed one of the matches live. Um, and it definitely looked better on camera. That's good, at least. But from my angle, I could clearly see it. And I was like, "Ah, God damn it, Daga. Fuck Daga. Fucking Daga. You mentioned you you missed a match? Yeah, I missed. I decided it would be a good idea to go get a uh, go get a hot dog and a soda uh, during right before uh, the next match, which was the Reina Del Reina's championship. Uh, Tessa Blanchard defending against Ty of Valkyrie. Wow! Can't believe you just walked down the women's match. 
Yeah, I didn't know it would start very quickly, and I got very upset because it took incredibly long because the guy could not get me a hot dog, seemingly. And then I came back and, like, had missed most of the, like, already missed more than half of the match, and I, like, just didn't enjoy the rest of what I saw because I was really pissed off and upset. Important question, though, about the hot dog. Mm -hmm. Was it one of those Madison Square Garden foot-long ones? It was very long, yeah. Good, those are good. I like those. It was pretty good. I didn't know if the Hulu Theater also had those. I mean, it's part of Madison Square Garden. That's, that's why it's I, died. I didn't know how attached to it was. Oh yeah, no, it's got it's got it's got that stuff. Good, very good. Sucks that it took but so long. Point is, I went back and watched the the broadcast version of this match, and I will say it it was good. It, it was it's very good. Excellent. Taya, like I, I will say, I don't really get Tessa still, hmm. like. I see, uh, look, don't get me wrong. I see how talented she is. I see how really good she is. Like, I see what she's going for. But in a lot of ways, it just feels like Ursat Charlotte, but without the part where, like, Charlotte is freakishly tall and, like, imposing and can actually kind of sell that, like, I'm just a weird monster that'll beat the shit out of you and fuck you. Wow. I I just I don't buy it from Tessa in the same way. Mm-hmm. But she's very good still. Like she's incredibly talented. It's just yeah, for some reason it's not clicking with me. She she needs I feel like she needs to be like have like a harder edge to her, you know? Mm-hmm. Lean a little bit more to that Tully anger. Get Tully in there. I kind of like that she's doing her own thing. I mean, technically, she's not even Tessa Blanchard. She's just Tessa. Interesting. Matt Stryker did explain that it's because she wants to differ, stand out from her father. Yet they still bring it up. Well, yeah, Stryker even said it's just to give the context. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this match is good. Uh, Taya won and, and is the new champion. Oh, cool, you got to see a title change. And they shook hands, and then they hugged, and then Tess beat the shit out of her. As you do. Yep. That part was pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, was quite possibly, well, first of all, it was the longest match of the show. How long? A little over 14 minutes. Very long. And more importantly, it is quite possibly the best match I have ever seen live. Wow. And John, you saw Sasha Banks versus Bailey at TakeOver 1. That was really good. It's better than that? I'll have to actually think about it. Jury's still out. But, like, in terms of just, like, exciting fucking matches, maybe not, yeah, not as good in terms of storytelling, definitely. But in terms of just look at this fucking crazy thing happening in front of you, it might be very hard to beat the Lucha Brothers versus LAX. Is it better than that ECW rules match we saw at Progress? Different kind of crazy. Okay, but I'm just asking, is it a better match? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, yes. Because oh, like okay. this was like an incredibly well-wrestled match, and holy shit, this was so exciting and fun. Awesome. 
I loved this. This was so cool. And just like, God, just how fucking athletic and just like crazy good and like talented these people are. Just like the way that Pentagon is able to work the crowd and just like, they're so fucking incredible live. Like these two are, if these two teams are so heavily involved in fucking AEW, like I cannot fucking wait. Well, good news. Uh, at least one of them is in the tag tournament. Both of them are in the tag tournament. Wait, they are? Yeah, they released a bracket. Oh, I guess that's news. They released a bracket. I, I didn't know LAX was on it. Oh, wait, you're right, they're not. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. say, I'm pretty sure they weren't on the bracket. No, you're right, they're not. Right, but cool. it's, look, it's fine. They're gonna show up and fuck it up for, for the Young Bucks. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Don't worry about it. But now I'm worrying about it. This match ruled. It was so it was so fucking fun and exciting. Uh, Lucha Brothers won with their you know combination double stomp off the top rope into the package pile driver. Mm-hmm. The pen the Pentagon driver. That's cool. Were they called LAX? Yeah, because of impact, right? Yeah, I I would assume that's why because it was an impact co-branded show. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's on Anthem's new TV show. Channel. Indeed. Anyway, uh next we had a six-man tag. Mhm. And the return of the P-word chance. Nope. Because Psycho Clown was there. Why are there so many clowns? Because he's Psycho Clown. I'm good. He, he's got a mask where his tongue is sticking out. Uh-huh. Psycho Clown looks pretty cool. I like his mask. Sure. And he teamed up with the machine, Brian Cage. He's pretty cool. He's the Impact Champion. That's true. He's very muscular. That's- and Kane Velasquez! What? Yup. Why? Yup. Why? Because it's Cain Velasquez. Why is he wrestling? Because he wrestled at Triple Mania, and now he's wrestling full-time. He's He's got that Toro mask. That's pretty cool. He wears a fucking mask. As you do when you're in <laughs> Lucha Libre. But we know what he looks like! So what? He says, I'm going to do a Lucha thing. They fought Los Mercenarios. I don't know who that is. They're basically, uh, they're, they're basically AAA shield. It's cool. Ray Escorpion. That do anything for you? That's a cool name. Don't know anything about him, though. Nope. I don't know a lot of, of AAA stuff. What about Taurus? Sounds familiar. He's a bull man. Perhaps you've seen him oh, before. Oh, No. Okay. I don't know. What about Tejano Jr.? That name is familiar. He was on Lucha Underground. And he is also... He's he's basically the Randy Orton of, uh, of AAA. Is that a good thing? As in, like, he is a... 
he is a young he was pushed very young like he's the youngest ever triple a champion i believe mm-hmm. and like they basically they started him off real young and like you know he's progeny of of like a fucking famous wrestler and like but he i from what i've seen of tahano he's much more talented than randy orton got him Anyway, this match was fun. Uh, look, Psycho Clown is pretty damn cool. The Los Mercenarios, they are really fucking good. Like, all of them are really talented and excellent wrestlers. Nice. And they're incredibly fun to watch. Psycho Clown, incredibly fun to watch. Brian Cage, I'm going to say, he didn't look great. Like, I know he can keep up with Lucha stuff considering he's been doing AAA and Lucha Underground and all this stuff for a while, but like he kind of felt like a weak link here. Huh. And Kane Velasquez, I will say, like there are some spots where he definitely doesn't look very polished. You don't say. His some like I will say like in looking at Cain Velasquez, I'm, and you know, the fact that he's an MMA fighter that has turned to Lucha Libre, uh, I am like comparing him to, let's say, what we saw with Ronda Rousey and her oh, WrestleMania match boy. there. And, well, the, it, I'm just saying, like, giving that as a point of comparison. Like, Cain mm-hmm. Velasquez has nowhere near the polish that Ronda showed in that match. Like, I'm not going to say that Cain is sloppy, but like, he looks like he's still putting it together in some places. It's it's like the difference between like if everybody in that ring is on like a main roster level, he's an NXT guy. Okay. But and it kind of shows. NXT is like, main roster now, by the way. You know what I mean though. I, I do know. Point being though, Owen, like, while he doesn't look like he has that level of polish, like Ronda Rousey didn't climb up to the fucking top rope and fucking throw herself into a, a tope out to the fucking, you know, out to the outside on top of all the people. It's true. She did not. Ronda Rousey's finisher wasn't doing the fucking like handstand into the ropes. Oops. And then jumping into a fucking cutter. That's pretty good. And like, again, like I said, it it didn't. It looks kind of it looked kind of jerky. It didn't look super great, but like he fucking went for it. And I can respect that. Oh yeah. Like Kane, Kane Velasquez, not quite there yet, but like, okay, I, I'm willing to see where this goes. Nice. Yeah. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, I, I've not heard anything about his wrestling. So that's it's good to hear. He's just, he's not just being. I'm a I'm a shoot fighter style. He's got a little bit of that. Don't get me wrong. Like he's doing some. It's like he, it's but it's an interesting mix because he's doing the shoot fighter stuff and then going into some more traditional lucha libre when like the shoot fighter stuff doesn't like work. Gotcha. Like, it's, it's interesting. It's like, it, the way he's pacing, it's like he's starting the match by being very submission-based and then going into the high-flying. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I like that. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I am intrigued by Cain Velasquez. I want to see where this goes. 
And then the main event was uh, Blue Demon Jr. and Dr. Wagner Jr. in a match that sucked. Oh. Why'd they put yep. them on last? Because it's Blue Demon Jr. and Dr. Wagner Jr. Junior Jr.? They're two, like, they're the two legends. Yeah, but you could put them on the semi-main. It's true, but they're also, look, I get why they did it, especially because they did it at Triple Mania. So it's like, oh my god, we're doing the Triple Mania rematch! But How was the Triple Mania match? Bad! And they thought they would do it again? But also, Dr. Wagner bled a lot. Did he bleed a lot again? No. In fact, uh, this was a no disqualification match. Yeah. Literally nothing happened that would have fucking mattered for that stipulation. Great. Good job, Triple A. They had a very simple, very dull old man match that, like, didn't go very long. Like, it went and it had, like, basically one high-flying spot that was the finish, and Dr. Wagner won on a fucking fast count. What? Yeah. Why is it a fast count? The babyface won on a fast count. Was it supposed to be? Sorry, the Technico won on a fast count. Was it supposed to be a fast count? I don't know! Because how it what happens is after that, uh, Blue Demon punches the shit out of the ref. Oh no, you can't do and then that. Starts, and then starts beating the shit out of Dr. Wagner. Didn't they learn from Rev Pro you can't punch the ref? And then all the uh, and then all the Rudos come out and start to beat Dr. Wagner up. Mm-hmm. And then all the Technicos come out and make the save, and then they all fight off the Rudos, and the crowd goes home happy. Were they happy at that main event? I mean, they liked the part where all the Technicos came out, and we were like, Yay, it's Pentagon! Yay, it's Phoenix! Yay, it's Musgrave Dorada! Yay, it's it's Taya! Okay. Yeah, I mean, they liked that part. I enjoyed that part, I just didn't like the part where I had to see these two sad old men wrestle in the main event. Oh, man. It's like, after all that exciting shit that you had, like... Really? This is how you want to send us home? It's it was just like the most fucking WWE move imaginable. Wow. Well, they were in the garden. I know. Well, the theater's slightly off the garden. It's, it's close enough. But nonetheless, I had a good time at this show. I'm glad. I'm glad that I convinced you to go. And you should definitely either check it out for 30 bucks on the Fight app or uh, watch it on TV if you remember to do that. I won't. I don't know where access is. Look, oh, and there's other ways to watch the show if you're really so inclined, but we're not going to talk about that. If, if I cared enough, I would watch it on access. Which I might. I'll see what I'm doing this weekend. Don't you have a DVR? DVRs are hard. No, they're not. Oh, I'd, I'd, if, if I'm free, I'll watch it live. The tape. Just tape it, you coward. No. Yes. John, I watch so much wrestling. I don't need to go out of my way to watch more wrestling. Just tape it, and then you can decide later if you want to watch it. I'll That's th- the whole point. I'll think about it. 
God damn you. But John, we got more wrestling to talk about it from this past weekend. I watched like two matches on this next show, so I don't care. Well, I didn't watch any of the matches on the show you just talked about, and I cared. Because my show was interesting. Wow. And this show is more WWE bullshit. Well, it's WWE's Clash of Champions, so yeah. Where's the the? There's no the. Bring back the the, you cowards. No. They're bringing back Starcade, though. Yeah, I'm aware. They just announced it. First hour is going to be on the network. Sure. Anyway, let me talk to you about WWE Clash of Champions. They put the cruiserweights on the kickoff. I can't believe it. If only they would put they would put them on a show where they would get respect. That'll never happen. I have news for you, John. We're we'll talking about it later. And that'll never happen. But yeah, Gulak retained his title against Lince Dorado and Humberto Carrillo. And uh, the match was pretty much just to the highlight the Carrillo and say, hey, look, he's a good wrestler. But also, Drew Gulak's still the best, so fuck you. So what did Lince Dorado do? He just was there. He did some flippy stuff, but it was pretty much Carrillo was like the star of this match. Did he do a good lucha thing? He did an okay lucha thing. Aw, oh, man. And Where's th- Kalisto when we need him? And then, John, we had AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander for the U.S. title. This doesn't seem like a match that should happen on the pre-show. It really shouldn't happen on the pre-show when the pre-show has less than 10 minutes left. What? Yeah, the pre-show was almost over, and they had this match, and you go, oh, this is going to get real short. It went seven minutes. Huh. It was pretty much an AJ Styles squash. Because fuck Cedric winning the match on Raw. What? And then... What's going on with AJ? Why does he keep having these weird short matches and, like, not having good pay-per-view shit? I don't know, because then the OC came out afterward and beat the shit out of uh, Cedric some more. What? Yeah, they they completely buried Cedric. Why? Because fuck Cedric, apparently. I don't know. He should go to NXT. How are they already bored of Cedric? I don't know. They, they seem to be bored of Styles. So they're not doing anything interesting with him. Yeah, they're bored of everyone. Fucking buddy. It's already done. Was it was it on Raw that Styles did the crazy Styles clash? Yeah. That was cool, at least. Yeah, it was. Like, that's the good thing about him working with Cedric, is Cedric is someone who can take a crazy second rope uh, Styles clash and not break his face. That's good. Looking at you, Ellsworth. Yeah. Although, maybe it would have been fine if he broke his face. Yeah. Then we get to the main card, and uh, wouldn't you guess it, the team that just formed together in in uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler beat the tag champs, who are going to wrestle later in the night. I watched this match. What? It was whatever. That's a bad match to choose out of all these matches. 
I just watched the first two matches, and then I went, you know what, I don't care about the rest of the show. Yeah, there wasn't even any dissension happening. Just some miscommunication, and friggin' Rollins took the pin. The champ took the pin. Got him. Champ taking the pin to some fucking jamoke-ass Bobby Roode. Yeah, at least they had a match on Raw because of it. But hey, Wait, who did R- Rude and Oh right, Rollins. Seth and Seth and Rude, right? I I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, Rude. And- Sorry, I was thinking of I was thinking of the other segment from Raw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, do you know Bailey's a heel? This is the other match I watched. Unsurprisingly, man, you picked the real bad ones to watch. Like I said, I watched the first two matches on the show, and then I said, you know what? I'm good on Clash of Champions, actually. That's unfortunate. Yeah, this match like lasted like, a few minutes. And then... Yep. In, in Charlotte, where Charlotte was going to wrestle and have a good match, Bailey said, I'm just going to hit you with an exposed bomb turnbuckle and then win. <sighs> and run away, because I'm a bitch. So, here's my, here's my comment on this. On one hand, I like the fact that this, they're seemingly that what they have decided to do for the Bailey character is that they are going to give her the Bo Dallas NXT champion storyline, which is of he of she is a dirtbag sleazy heel that just cheats and takes all these shortcuts, but thinks that she's a, the fucking role model and like the great hero. Yeah, pretty good. But not, but different from like how John Gargano was like angry and like deranged and and convinced he was the hero, like just smilingly delirious and just oblivious to what things actually are. But like you see the cracks forming. Hey, John. And I like that. If they actually like do well with that, that would be great. Hey, John. What's that? Oh, you just got to believe. God damn you. <laughs> what I don't like is that they actually didn't turn Charlotte at all. No. Charlotte still sucks hard. She's a, f- like, she's a face, though. She is, but it's stupid because she's still a fucking preening asshole. Like, she fucking loses that match and is just like... For one, I hate that they just basically spent the entire time making Charlotte look strong and just, like, overpowering Bailey, Like, fucking manhand- woman-handling her. Like, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no fucking competition to this match whatsoever. Like, I feel like they just completely chumped out Bailey. Yeah, this match sucked. This match, like, way sucked. And then in the end, like, yeah, Charlotte still looks like a fucking asshole. Fucking, like, forcing the referee to hold open the ropes for her. Like, who the fuck are you? Fuck you. It's just like, why, why would I root for this person? You don't. But they want me to. Yeah, but don't. I won't. Bad. Why is Becky friends with her? I don't know. That was weird on Raw. Yeah, it was. And bad. And then they, like, didn't, they didn't, like, not that on SmackDown. By having Becky not show up and have Carmella take her place. Which is also weird. 
Yeah, that was weird. I don't know why that happened. I think more of it was that the bookers on SmackDown realized, hey, we shouldn't... Becky and Charlotte shouldn't be friends. We should not do that. But yeah, I saw Charlotte force the referee to hold open the ropes for her to leave the ring, and I got angry at Charlotte and just turned off the show. Good, because the next match... And and so the only part of the show that I've seen other than this is the last minute. Okay. Well, let me get to it, because the next match was uh, the Revival winning the SmackDown tag titles from the New Day. Sure. Because if it was... I mean, I know I predicted that, but sure. Well, with the draft now, you know, anything's possible. I mean, I get it. You want to build the sports show, put the... The the wrestlemans on the there. Top men, top top guys. No flips, just fists. The wrestle sirs. Yep. But yeah, um, the only problem with this is the same problem I had with the Raw tag title match. Sure, they won the tag belts. Now what? Who gives a shit? The the tag division sucks. The belts mean nothing. That's always been the problem with the tag division, though. They won the belts, now what? Exactly. So, that's... we had se- Dolph Ziggler and Ro- Bobby Roode have the belts. Now what? That's what I'm saying. I had the same problem with that one. The, none of the belts matter. None of the tag belts matter at all. Speaking no, of- you were right the first time, Owen. None of the belts matter. No. At least one of the belts matters. One of them's going to be the Brock Lesnar belt. Yeah, The true. most important belt. But yeah, speaking of the tag belts not mattering, uh, Alexa and Nikki retained against Fire and Desire. Cool. It was a cool match. I enjoyed the uh, Alexa interactions with Mandy, even though I think Alexa being a face is very weird. But she's I just don't care about any of this. I like Nikki Cross. I don't like the angle of them saying that she's ugly. Because she's not. I'm also just confused because I thought that the whole thing was like that Alexa is clearly manipulating her and getting her to do her dirty work. Nope. And they're friends. Now it seems like that's they're friends, but that's also kind of still happening. No, it's, I don't think it's happening. I think it's more of people assume that because people are bad. She, she People can be, just be friends, even though they don't have much in common. Stop assuming things. Bliss wasn't really working that match, though. That's why she's in a tag team. They're limiting her, because remember, she got fucked up? I hate this. Yeah, everyone's dying. Speaking of dying, Shinsuke Nakamura defended his Intercontinental title against The Miz. Okay. And if you're wondering why I made that transition, it's because Sami Zayn did the thing where he talks on the mic the whole time during the match. He pulled a Leo Rush, you say? Yeah, until a minute into the match where they cut his mic off. Huh. They're like, yeah, this needs to stop. But you can still hear him on the ring mics. He's still talking. He's pretty good. Alright, that's okay. Yeah, I like Nakamura having a mouthpiece. 
Because it's getting to have Nakamura has the personality and outside of you know his charisma in the ring. I just wish it wasn't someone who should be wrestling. Sami Zayn is so good. What the fuck did he do to deserve this? He's on TV, at least. In the worst thing! I know, he should wrestle. They should... You know who they should have, uh... Replace them. Who's that? Malcolm Bivens. Sure. The the former Stokely Hathaway. Did you see that that uh, Twitter post I posted earlier today? No, I haven't watched it yet. He's outside a full sale, sitting on a Tesla, with some weird thing that he printed out. This is NXT episode one on it with like John Cena and the Undertaker on it. And he's trying to sell people. He's got. He's like, yeah, I've got NXT episode one on DVD right here. Trying to sell bootlegs. Why did he steal Seth Rollins' Tesla? No, that's not. That's actually not his Tesla. Because, well, first of all, someone pointed out it's live, so you can't have the the DVD. Shut the fuck up. But then um, Marina Shafir showed up and yelled at him for get, for being on her car. Because of course she would have a Tesla. Oh, it's Roderick Strong's Tesla. Yep. By proxy. Indeed. But yeah, he if you haven't been watching his Twitter videos, he's, he has a beef with her. And it's really funny. All the shit he's doing on social media is really good. And I don't think he's ever going to debut. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, this company doesn't like managers. You know this. But he would be good in the Nakamura spot. Hey, he would be good in many spots. Remember when they tr- were doing fucking Maverick and EC3 for a second there? Did that even make the TV? Nope. It was not on because they did what main event? No, it was a dark match that Vince apparently loathed. Oh, because he was pissed off that EC3 didn't get over as a babyface. That's what happens when you don't build characters. No, it's what happens when you're trying to fucking make Dean Ambrose a heel because you're pissed off that he's leaving. That too. Oh, yeah, and, the crowd know- and the crowd knows it and is like, fuck you, we're not playing along with this. Drake Maverick's in a better spot now, at least. Doing nothing? Oh, I forgot to mention during the, the women's match, uh, beforehand there was an interview, which is where the, uh, the Nikki not being pretty comic came up. Where a boom mic fell into the shot. But it was being held by R-Truth. Because he was incognito. Sure. So Alexa yelled into it that R-Truth is here and everyone should go get him. So he got chased off. During the tag match. R-Truth ran into the ring while being chased by a bunch of people. Do you know what happened? No. While that was happening, Alexa Bliss rolled him up and tried to get and tried to win the title. Sure. It, it was a two count. But because of that, every title was defended at Clash of Champions. The 24-7 title was defended. Alright then. So yeah, that was a silly thing. But I do love that in the middle of another title match, she tried to win the 24-7 title. 
It's good. My patience is running thin. Sasha and Becky had a match. It was really good. Would you believe that Sasha Banks and, and Becky Lynch having a match would be good? I would. It's just unfortunate that I also feel like it's going to also be some bullshit, probably, because of the way that the company has booked both of these characters. It's Well, it's bullshit, and also it's not bullshit. The bullshit thing is that the referee got taken out, and then they fought from the ring up into the concourse, and then back down, which was fun. It was a good spot. But also, they forgot to ring the bell or signify anything that the match was a disqualification. So when they kept fighting and they got into the ring, the referees came in and pulled them apart. And then it was announced that it was a disqualification. That's dumb. That was bad. All the wrestling was good. And it's setting up that, hey, these two can't be contained to a ring, so we should put them in a cell. Giving a logical reason to them having a Hell in a Cell match was good. Yeah. But the the the, the, the misfire on the referee thing was just the only bummer. But it was a really good match. Definitely recommend it. Alright then. Kofi and Randy Orton had a match for the WWE Championship. Was it better than the SummerSlam match? It was fine. It had a better finish. Because Kofi hit the trouble in paradise and just pinned Orton clean. Okay, then. So that's done. And with the opening seg- opening six-man tag on SmackDown, pretty much saying, yeah, this feud's over. All right, then. It was fine. Kofi... Got the win. We're not prolonging this to Hell in a Cell, apparently. That's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And then we had Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. Sure. You saw the thing from this match. Because that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's cool that Luke Harper's back. I'm glad that they're using Luke Harper instead of being mad at him because Vince is a piece of shit. Hey, John. But, I, what? It, it was Sunday. You know what that means. At the same time, I saw what they did with him on SmackDown, and it was also not that much. And I, I'm what did they, worried what that they're did still they, not really caring about him. What did they do on SmackDown? Oh, I mean, he showed up and helped Rowan beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan and, and Roman Reigns. But, like, huh. I I more mean, like, when they brought up Rowan, when they brought up Harper in the the Rowan interview that they had early in the night, and it kind of he just kind of played it off like it didn't feel like he's really a major part, you know? He, no, he's him trying to not you know bring up the fact that he was missing for all this time mm. because the reason around that is bad. True. So, but, I mean, look, you could kayfabe it just like the kayfabe Sasha. Yeah, but also the story is Eric Rowan does not want to be in the, you know, in the background. He's this, he's front and center. He's the one that's True. doing all the promos now. So, yeah, I guess. So, for now, that's how they're going to be. Which is good, because I, I think Rowan is a really good promo. Surprisingly. I don't know that I'd say really good, but he's been good. Well, Giving like this big spot 
and being a guy that has not really had a lot of opportunities, and he's kind of like running with it well, I'd say he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm enjoying him. Yeah. And then the main event for the Universal title, Seth Rollins defending against his former tag champion partner, uh, Bing Bong Strowman. Man, how could Braun possibly lose? He does so well in title matches. I will say the thing I liked is that Rollins hit three stomps and he still kicked out. And the commentary brought up the fact that it took three stomps to take out Brock Lesnar and that Strowman didn't go down to it. That was cool. It's... Yeah, that is cool, but it's also... Look, man, it also begs the question, like, if Strowman is this strong and this tough, why can't he ever win a title that matters? I, I don't know, because... He, why is the only thing he's done be a tag champ? Ron Chokeman. And I guess and I guess win a fucking couple battle royals. He's Braun Chokeman. He always chokes in the big title match. But then why am I supposed to believe him? Why am I supposed to take him seriously as a threat? They're I, doing the big show thing where it's like, you fucking hold on, he have him... He hasn't flipped heel and face like a hundred times. The different part of the big show thing where you're a big scary monster that is really tough and really scary and like, oh no, how come someone possibly beat him? And they beat him. Yeah. The way he beat him though was really hilarious though. Because after the three stomps, he hit a pedigree and then another stomp. It's really weird that he did a pedigree. Well, you know, he's he's got to know the Triple H is the is you know the most OP character, so he's got to use that move. And I guess Triple H is babby for him now because he's NXT zaddy officially, which is good. I like that. That's what his role is now. Yeah, keep him away from the ring. Yeah. Unless, hear me out though, John, hear me out, Triple H versus Walter. You just want Triple H to die. Yes! I would like to watch him fight Walter. I am in favor of this. To be fair, I'd watch anyone fight Walter. Well, you're in luck, but we'll get to it. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. But, yeah, the at, after he won, then the lights went out and the fiend showed up. It's pretty cool. See you in hell. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the fiend's gonna win. He's, I don't know if he's gonna win the title. I don't know how to get out of this match without him winning the title. I completely agree with you, which is also why I think he's not going to win. Yeah, I'm saying I don't think he's going to win the title, but I don't know how you book out of this match without him winning the title. That's what I'm saying. But give me a solution. How are they going to do it? They're just going to do it anyway. He's just going to lose? Yep. That's fucked up. You can't do that. He's just going to lose. Because Vince is going to go with the perspective of, well, he's still fucking over, so he'll clearly stay over. Hear me out, though, John. Because he genuinely believes that he can get anyone over at any time. Hear me out, though, John. I know how he's going to lose. 
Alright. Are you ready? The lights are gonna go out. When they come back on, Puppet Vince is gonna be in the ring and punches him in the dick. I hate you. And then he throws a bunch of money on him. I hate you. What? Because I'm right? That's, that's it for Clash of Champions. It was a show that happened. Yep, can't wait for Puppet Vince inside the cell. We have a couple things to talk about from Raw and SmackDown. Versus the worst Shows thing. that I sort of watched. Actually, no, I'm lying. I didn't watch them. Well, I watched a little bit of them. You watched the gender reveal. That was when I turned on Raw. <laughs> That's, and also, John, why do you keep when turning I turned on off worst, Raw. John, you keep turning these on at the worst possible times. You really need to not see. Do that. I had also just come home from the bar and had been drinking some. So oh, that's unfortunate. This is real bad. Time. Seeing that, I was immediately revulsed. Uh, I was sober and I was immediately revulsed because here are a bunch of goobers, you know, that the twenty four seven crew backstage for this gender reveal, and also Ricochet. So the guy that stood out was the was the person who was brought into the focus because, hey, Maria said that he's the father of the child. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Casey Canzaro was very upset about this. I mean, did you see the tweets? No. Were there tweets? Yep. What what what, what did they say? It's basically Ricochet's just like, she lying. And Casey's just like, baby, I know she lying. Aw, there's I thought it was gonna be like goofy kayfabe stuff. That's cute. I mean, yeah, it was it was goofy kayfabe stuff. Like I thought of her being like, I don't know. And Maria was like base is just like, I made you famous. Fuck. Okay, that that this this might have re- redeemed this segment a little bit. No, Nothing redeemed this segment. Not even Rusev. Not even Rusev coming back, like with a like completely shaven chest, a really sick tan, and like tons of muscles, and also the best mustache. As one Booker T would say, he looked a real Jack baby. He looked real fucking good, and I love that mustache. He looks like someone who would be a, a baby daddy. But he's not. They didn't say he's not. They didn't say he's not. I think he. But I they didn't say he is. I no. Maria said he is. She also said Ricochet. Is. Yeah, but also they didn't like refute it. So I think in storyline he actually is the father. It's another ruse. Come on, man. But you think Rusev is gonna, it's gonna be horsewoggle? Fuck around on his awesome wife. It's gonna be horsewoggle. I, yes, I know. Of course it's going to be. It's always Hornswoggle. And the baby's going to be a hand. God damn it. We're back in the Attitude Era, baby! No, let's be honest. This is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. They're going to do, mis- do another miscarriage storyline. Yep. Or they're going to have Kane punt the baby. It wasn't his fault. 
Well, we don't want to bring Snitsky back, but having someone who's going to be run for re-election for mayor, getting in the pun of baby, now that will draw in the votes. In Knoxville. I mean, probably. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I actually will. <laughs> so let's do it. Oh, boy. But yeah, uh, this segment killed the crowd for the rest of the show. It killed me. I turned the fucking show off. The only other thing I saw was, okay, well, I, I saw the the Firefly Funhouse bits because I, I watched those after the fact. Uh, but the only other thing I saw live was the AOP promo. That promo was interesting. That was a good-ass promo. Yo, they got to speak with subtitles. Also, did you notice... They are both speaking different languages. Yeah. That's weird. That's cool. It is cool, but also weird. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. I'm down for it. I also, they bring the pain. Also, let's talk about the Firefly Funhouse. See you in hell. I'm... I like the part. And this is exactly why I don't think that Bray's going to win, because I think they're overdoing him. Well, they have to do him because he's the main event right now. But they're pushing him so fuck. Like, they don't need to do it like this. You don't need to have him, like, appear, like, fucking five times on an episode. Well, no, he appeared that many times. The Fiend only appeared once. It's still, like, having any amount of Bray is a lot. I liked Rambling Rabbit being a cop. Look, Rambling Rabbit's always a cop. That's his whole thing. That's why he gets smoked. Fuck Rambling Rabbit. But yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, yeah, I, I, liked, just... I liked the part where he put the frames up of all the people, but with X's over their eyes because they're dead. Again, I, I like the elements of it. I think it's just the way that they did it. They're fucking overdoing it. And they're over playing him. So do you think like, if they tone it down next week, it will be okay? Yeah. I can see that. Like, I just, I don't want it to be too much. Like, it's either... It's like, you either gotta go one of two ways with it. You gotta use it sparingly, or it's gotta be the whole fucking show is fucked up with Firefly Funhouse shit. Well, the beginning and the end were because the beginning had all the graphics upside down. Yeah, and and the and like and the shit with the end, but like I don't know, but but then they did all the stuff in the middle too to remind you, like, oh, Bray's still doing this. I don't think he did any like, weird shit outside of his promos, like the things. But it was weird. the hanging of the pictures, like the the hanging of the pictures was drawn out over three different segments yeah. throughout the night. It could have been one segment. Is my whole point. I agree, but I feel like. He was trying to step saying, oh, the Fiend's going to show up. Oh, no, he didn't. And then he threw you off, and then he did show up. But it didn't throw anybody off. Also, the crowd was dead still. Yeah. I did like the end where the, the theme song played for a minute. It's pretty weird. I really liked it because it seemed really like he took over the broadcast and everything was really fucking... Like... It was, like, legitimately unsettling. Because it just kept Look, going. It's some good Halloween shit that they're doing, but also... I don't trust them. Well. 
We'll find out what they do next week. And Mayor Glenn Jacobs won the 24-7 title. Good for him. He lost it. Bad for him. Then the, the Demon Kane showed up and he was killed by the Fiend. He sure was. That was a really good use of Kane. It was okay. The Demon's favorite son got killed by an actual demon. And then the Fiend got all in Seth's face, and Seth looked very upset. He looked dead. All Demon was just like, look at me, 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 look at me! Yeah. It's like, it's pretty much like saying, Kane's a Halloween costume, I'm an actual fucking demon. That was cool. Yeah. Baron Corbin had the best match of his career. I'm not joking. I'm actually not disagreeing at all. That that match was surprisingly very good. It was also 19 minutes. He wrestled a 19-minute match, and it was really good, and it wasn't just Chad Gable carrying him. Shit's wild. I think Baron Corbin's good now. Baron Corbin might be Deese. He's the king then Chad, Fuck you. Then Chad, He's the king. Then Chad Cable got real mad on SmackDown and and destroyed his king stuff. I mean, he was saying some rude shit to him, in fairness. Are you short? Yep. Talking out of pocket. He had it coming. Did, did you... Uh, uh, I was... Someone this week brought up a comparison for Chad Gable for what his character is, and it's really fucking funny. Oh, boy. You've seen that video of that guy at the bagel shop, right? Which one? The the, the bagel boss. The, the short guy who gets got real mad because he's short, and women won't Oh, God, right. That's Chad Gable! He's a short guy, and he's wrong. a short fuse! He gets real You're mad. not wrong. <laughs> Fucking great. That's his character. I hate it. So that that's what Chad Gable is now. You call him short, he gets real mad. Breaks your shit. Do you think Baron Corbin is not gonna have his king stuff now because it all got destroyed, or does he get new stuff? I think he'll not have his king stuff. That's a shame. Yep. At least have Maybe something. he gets new stuff. I'd be okay with that. You should redesign it and make it like Heavy Metal King. Sure. Like an iron crown. Sure. And like a black cape. That'd be cool. Then he could be like, uh, like a, a Metal King. Medieval and shit. Instead of being Regal. Uh, what else? So we talked about AOP. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about with the main roster is, uh, remember how I mentioned that six-man tag on SmackDown to kick things off? Yeah. And, uh, the New Day won, and it pretty much ended that feud with the Revival and Orton. Then Brock Lesnar came out. With Paul Heyman. I can't believe the thing and that I said weeks Kofi ago was going to happen happened. To a title match on the 
Fox premiere. Who could have seen this coming? And Kofi accepted. I can't and then believe he got it. F5'd. It's so bizarre that this could have happened. The WWE Championship. Yes. I've been saying this for months. Yes. Is he? Is he winning the WWE Championship? Yes, I've been saying this for months. Yes, how many times do I need to say that? All right, sorry. The, the thing, your your video froze. So I didn't. I didn't hear you. Sorry. Stop yelling at me. No, I have to yell about this. The Brock Lesnar is going. Fox wants Brock Lesnar. I know. I hate it, but it's happening. This was always inevitable. What if? They're just doing the Daniel Bryan storyline that wasn't. But what if Lesnar shows up every week? <laughs> because Fox. That's funny. Because Fox demands it and they put up the money to pay him. There is not enough money that Fox could pay to make Brock Lesnar show Fox up Fox has the NFL. They have all of the money. It's not happening. I feel confident in saying that it's not happening. I'm going to say he shows up more often. Maybe more often, but, like, not every week. Here, I'm going to say this. He's going to show up every week until he loses the title in Saudi Arabia. Who do you lose it to? I don't know. We'll find out who gets drafted. We don't know who, what the SmackDown roster is even going to be. He ain't losing it for a minute. He's going to hold it just for the ratings boost, and then he's going to drop it because he doesn't want to be around every week. The never-ending, and he's not going to be around every week. And oh, duh, I know he's, duh, you know who he's going to lose it to. Who? The Rom Dog. Hmm. They're going to fucking do those two again in Saudi Arabia, and Roman Reigns is going to beat him. God damn it. Am I wrong? Yes. He's going to hold it until Mania, and then the Rom Dog's going to beat him. No, the, no. Rom Dog's going to hold it, and then Lesnar's going to beat him at Mania. Hooah. I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore. Well, too bad we got one more show to talk about. You've upset me too much. How about we make things better? Well, we talk about... I, what I would say is the best episode of NXT that they've ever done. Quite possibly, yeah. It was really good. It was top to bottom. Those two hours flew by. Yeah, they they fucking brought it for that for the first ever live NXT. Like I gotta hand it to them that this was fucking excellent. People said, "Oh, that's too much NXT. You're gonna overexpose everyone." No, it was perfect. And look, I'm still I'm I'm still worried about that. I'm not going to sit here and say that like that's still not a possibility. Time will tell. It's it's going to see it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here and where the following weeks are. But like in terms of a first episode, they came out the gate fucking strong and they came out the gate with a statement and they came out with the gate making me want to watch next week. And that was what they needed to do. And here's the thing. They set up stuff for the next two weeks that I want to see badly. I'm aware. Because, you know, next week we've got Dajakovic versus Keith Lee again, which is going to be fucking amazing. 
I ain't going to watch the, the show in two weeks live, but like I'm excited for yeah, it. Yeah, because then Candace is going to fight Shayna Baszler for the title. Well, spoilers, God. Come on, people people have watched it by now. That that Fatal 4-Way was awesome. Let's talk about it. Because- the Fatal 4-Way is a perfect way to start the show, even if technically the thing that started the show was that really good Hunter promo. Which didn't look like it was live, and then it was live. That was the best part. So good. It's like, oh, by the way, it was like, it's like when the crowd starts chanting, it's like, wait, is he, is he in the arena? Is he live? And then he just goes by the curse, like, oh, that's good. No, the best part was when he went. That's good. The best part is when he went out of the curtains. It went from that like that super letterbox for the video, and then just widened out. Like, no, it's live. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's like, that's good. Yeah, but that effect just made it for me. Like, mwah, beautiful. Yeah, it was fantastic. They know what you're doing. NXT's the best. Also, I want to say, you know, overall, the best part about this episode of NXT, it's NXT. It's yep. not WWE. They didn't, they didn't change it. It's NXT. No, it felt like fucking NXT, and that's what's important. Hell yes. So talk and again. To me time will about. time time will tell. We'll see if it we'll see if it stays this way. But if they can keep this up, then fuck yeah. Talk to me about this episode. Talk to me about this fail four way. Smash is fucking awesome. It was frantic as shit. Like they they basically did not do the thing uh, that they usually do in WWE fatal four ways and multi-person matches of just having it be like a two person match that like where the people constantly switch out Instead, they just would have like, here's a spot. Uh, another person comes in. Now here's another spot. Another person comes in here. Another spot. Another person comes in. It was fucking chaotic and just like it set the pace perfectly. And it was also just brilliantly paced with how they did it. Like, did you see how they came back from commercial? Yeah. With the freaking tower of doom. God damn, that was couldn't have been more perfect. I feel like they set that up and they nailed it. Oh, of course they did. No, of course that was intentional. And, like, it just is proof that, like, yo, whoever was agenting this match, whoever, like, did it, was, like, behind this and, like, making sure that this got set up and that this was just timed perfectly. Like, give them a raise because they are doing their job fucking mwah. Beautiful. It, Absolutely beautiful. It was, it was so good. And this match wasn't without its sloppiness. Like, you know, the KOD didn't look great. Uh, as much as I loved the finishing sequence, like, I, I, I will say maybe, hey, maybe this is just something I've been sensitive to lately because I, I noticed it a bunch in the... Uh, in the AAA show, too. But, like, a lot of flat-looking endings of, like, the finishers don't look really look great. Like, for one, I loved the the finishing sequence where, like, it turns into uh, EO and Candice for a hot minute. And EO goes in for the fucking kill. But as she's doing it, uh, Mia gets up and, and knocks her off the top rope from doing the moonsault into fucking uh, Bianca Belair on the outside. And then Mia goes for the kill on uh, Candice, but gets it reversed into that, like reverse Rana, which looked amazing. And then the Cabrana, which she clearly didn't really hit her. Mm-hmm. And it was still the finish. Eh. But John, also you're missing the most important part of this match. I can't believe what? you overlooked it. The first thing we get from NXT on the, on USA, aside from the opening 
I mean, it goes without saying, is EO's fucking entrance. It's the first thing you get is evil EO. It's like, yep, they know what's the best. No, exactly. Like, the second that happened, it was like, well, first I was confused by, like, the weird shot with Morrow, I guess, on a green screen or something. No, it was because just, it's just the lighting was weird. Where was he standing? He, he was standing, like, down in the dark area below the desk. No, no, he wasn't, because that was a shot, like, that shot clearly was, like, from an angle where it was, like, high in the arena. Then he was standing at the desk, but you didn't see the desk. I, because I don't because think that's right. They were there the whole night, like, up there. No, I know they were there the whole night, but I'm pretty sure that shot was, was composited. I don't know. Because, again, the angle didn't look like it made sense. From how they did it. But it's fine, because, yeah, going right into Evil EO is fucking badass. Indeed. Anyway, that, that match was cool shit, and then never mind that shit, here comes Shayna. To look all tough and bullying. Yeah. Great introduction of her. And then my USA app died, so I didn't get to see, like, a bunch of the rest of the shit. Oh, yeah, you missed Cameron Grimes and uh, Sean Maluda. The belt. I saw Sean Maluda make his entrance. Yep. And then I didn't see anything else. Then Cameron Guys made his entrance. The bell rang. Does he still have his dumb hat. Yep. That sucks. Bell rang. He ran at him, double stomped him, pinned him. That was it. That was the match. That sucks. No, it was good. It's all I needed. It's like, hey, NX, it's still NXT. There's still going to be squash matches. That's all I need to know. Yeah, but it's Cameron Grimes. That's I got I had enough Cameron Grimes. I didn't they did he didn't ever say his welcome like last time. Fair. But yeah. What else happened? Um trying to remember. Cool, thanks. But I didn't write the, you're supposed to write the notes, I don't know. I wrote in the notes, Owen help me out here. I didn't look at that part. Thanks. Let me pull it up real fast. I think after that was the uh, the video package for uh, the Rod Strong against uh, the Velveteen Dream, where they showed the couch on fire. All right then. Yeah, that is what happened next. Strongy boy. Yep. And then it was that match. Did you watch that match? I did watch that match. So talk, talk to me about the Strong versus Dream. Which went this through, like, was a great fucking match. Went through like three commercials. Yeah, it was like a half hour long. Hell yeah. They had a fucking takeover match. Well, they had to. It was the main event of the USA portion. No, I know. I know. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying they had a fucking takeover match and it was goddamn excellent. Mm-hmm. They both looked like they were on fucking fire. Although there are definitely a couple... Again, there were some weird spots that were kind of sloppy. Like, what... Can you explain to me what happened with that rope pin spot? Nope. You know what I'm talking about, right? Not off the top of my head. Okay, there was a spot where... Strong hit uh, Dream with a move, and then was pinning him. Dream kicks out. Roderick Strong puts his feet on the ropes to do, like, the rope-assisted pin... But he does his after Dream is already kicked out, 
while the referee is looking directly at him. And the referee uh, count? No, the referee's just like, what the fuck are you doing? I I think that was a misfire. He didn't notice the referee was looking, and I love that the referee's like, no. We don't. It was really confusing, and it just it feels like they fucked up the timing on there, and I was I was just like, wait, what? I think it's more or, of showing that Or is this just like Roderick Strong is just so bad at being a dirtbag that he just does it when the referee is looking. I think that's what it is. If they continue with this, then okay. If they don't, then this was just a weird thing that happened. He does that every now and then, come on. He does it, but like the fact that it just happened like this, just like, wait, what what was supposed to happen here? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't look, I wasn't crazy about the ending, I gotta be honest. Yeah, Undisputed Era doing Undisputed Era things. It's not even the part that was the Undisputed Era doing Undisputed Era things as much it was they had the ref take a bump. Dream kicks out after the ref bump. Which drew a huge pop. Which drew a huge pop and was fucking great. And then, like, 30 seconds later, they do a ref distraction and Dream loses anyway. Yeah, because it took two... So what was the point of the ref bump? It took it took two ref... Uh being distracted bits to do it. You didn't need one of them. No, I think, like, one was, like, to show, hey, he's, you know, he's overcoming this, and the second was like, no, actually, he's not. I just... Because it proved, like, he's fighting against the odds, but the odds eventually consumed him. It just feels unnecessary, and I just feel like... I was cool with it. I don't know. I feel like they're doing it too much. Like, if... I, I Again, yeah, I just... I feel like they're doing it too much, like... And I, this is a thing that I also felt, admittedly, about the Johnny Gargano stuff, too. Was that, like, in those matches, he kicked out of way too many interferences. Yeah, but this is only two. Not a hundred. Yeah, but, like, I don't know... I was fine with it. I wasn't crazy about it, but, like, it was basically just, like, again, a kind, a a little bit of a moderately flat finish to what was amazing throughout it. Like, I'm not going to hold this against it, basically. Mm -hmm. And And also, we got the thing we needed, which is Rod Strong is North American champion. Undisputed Era has all the belts, baby. All the belts but one. They don't, they don't have the... Actually, no, now at this point, there's two belts they don't have. They don't have the women's title. And they don't have the UK title. Not an NXT title. That's true, but the women's one is. Also, hey, the... Uh, the wait, is the North American an NXT or a WWE? NXT. Okay. They need to get a woman into the stable. Yeah, but they done been needing that. True. Put Rhea Ripley in Undisputed Era. Anyway, that was it for the USA portion. No, but you forgot the part where the Undisputed Era celebrated for three minutes at the end. And then we go to W to uh, the WWE Network where they do the uh, opening, you know, the then, then Now Forever thing. And they're still celebrating. And they're still celebrating for another five minutes. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Because the era. 
And they're like, here's a video package of what you missed on the net, on USA. It's like, great, thanks. Good stuff. And then the show kicked into overdrive. Yeah, then I was worried, like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with the second half, though. I could see them just, like, not really having that much. And then, hey, fuck you, here's Pete Dunn versus that Arturo Huas guy from fucking Evolve. The guy that does the dancing fight style. Capoeira. Yes. I believe it's called. Yes. That guy rules. I love him. This shit was dope. He asked, this is just like two guys kicking the shit out of each other. This is fucking rad. And also, uh, Ruas did some of the drip manipulation back at him. It was great. Yep. He's like, check it out. I'm into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Also, and also capoeira. And also kicking you in your fucking head. And also, here go your fingers. And Ruas was like, no, I need those. And he tapped. But after, like, a fucking long and hard-fought match... I meant more so Ruas also tried to break his fingers, too. He did, but he didn't do a good job of it. Oh, no, he's not Pete Dunne. He's not the Bruiserweight. Exactly. This match is great. I love it. I need more of this, please. Yes, please. Do you want... Xia and Aaliyah had a match for some reason. Do you want more of this? I'm okay. Riley's getting better. She is. No, like, as I wrote in the notes, it was fine. This match was fine. Like, they're both, they're both getting better. I still don't care about Lee or Vanessa Bourne at all. But like, yeah, Xylee's getting better. Kicks are looking better. Well, so guess what? This is still NXT. Yep, still NXT. Which is a good thing. And then it was announced, hey, the time travel man's going to be next. Hell yeah, I love Kushida. Who's he going to fight? And then there was some other weird dancing guy. I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah, he's going to fight Kushida. He did the hey. And then here comes fucking Smolter. What? And then the rest of Imperium shows up. John, when this happened. And we're like, what the fuck is this? John, when this happened, I typed at you in all caps. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Fucking Imperium is on regular NXT. And the crowd chanted, we want Walter. I have good news for them. And they didn't get Walter. I have good news for them. And then the crowd chanted, where is Walter? John, I, I still have good news for them. And then it turns out, hey, guys, here's Walter. No, but... Walter will only arrive once the ring is cleared and everyone does the hands behind the back pose. Well, yeah. That's the only way he'll arrive. As you do. He, he did. He's good. Walter's cool. Of course Walter's cool. And was like, I'm the ring general and I'm a fucking kill everyone because you don't respect it. What, one little problem, though. What? Kushida was supposed to have a match. Yeah, and then Kushida comes out and is like, Hey, asshole, this is my fucking segment! <laughs> He's got a point. He was like, I'm John Cena, your time's up, my time is now! Yeah, he pointed out watching everything. And then he fought all of Imperium. He fucking kicked Walter! He kicked Walter. And Walter almost beat the shit out of him, but then Kushida's like, You know what, I'm out of here. I need this match. I need I this, match this match so badly. 
I want this match a lot. This needs to be a main event of an upcoming NXT. But Owen, did you need Oni Lorcan versus Leo Rush? Yeah, apparently I did. I didn't yeah. know I did, but I did. Yeah, what the fuck? I didn't know I needed this, and then it happened. It was like, wait, what? Wait, A, this is happening? And B, wait, this is fucking rad? Hey, weird. Triple H has control of the Cruiserweight division. Now it fucking rules again. Also, hey, weird. They let Leah Rush come back. And they're pushing him. Again, this is Triple H. This is clearly a Triple H show. Triple H can make anyone come back and do anything. Smash rules. Yeah. Did you see when he bounced, his ass bounced off the bottom rope and then he bounced back into the ring and did a stunner? Yep. What the fuck? Did you see that Spanish fly? <laughs> the standing Spanish fly? Yeah. Yep. Leo Rush is a good wrestler. Fucking ridiculous. Smash is fucking ridiculous. Leo Rush won. He's going to fight Drew Gulak. Yeah, I want to see that match. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm pretty stoked. If that match is on NXT and not on 205. Don't worry. 205 is not going to exist in two weeks. Well, yeah, but is, is this next week is the problem. That's what I'm worried I about. I doubt they'll do it. Okay. Just, just say, I hope, it, hope, hope you're right. Anyway. Yeah. Then the main event happened. What's that? It was Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle in a street fight. Did it happen, though? I mean, yes, it did. It just never ended. I love the way that the shit show started. Yep. They just start fighting out into the fucking backstage. And they're just fighting past, like, Forgotten Sons and, like, Imperium and all these people. And then, like... Did one of them hit Walter or something? Or did Walter just decide to fuck him up? Well, Walter was just sitting at the table, minding his own business, just chilling. Yeah, Walter's just sitting there like, what the fuck is this? And then they ran into the table, and it put, it bumped into him. And he said, now you need to fucking die. <laughs> as soon as I saw Walter there, I'm like, Walter should just kick the shit out of these two. And then he did! Yep, and then all of Imperium started kicking the shit out of him. And then the Forgotten Sons got involved. And then... The Street Profits? Uh... Street Profits got involved, and then, uh... Pete Dunne? Pete Dunne, and Kushida. Literally everyone. The entire fucking locker room, basically. Well, not not Johnny. He wasn't there. Everyone who was no. on the show was there. And some who weren't. Eh, not, our, not our shocky boys. Oh yeah, they, better, they, they were out partying. True. They they were out in their weird backstage chamber with the with the metal things that they hang off. Yeah, we didn't see that tonight though. You know it was there though. Yeah, of course. They're at full sale. The show ended with a fucking riot, it ruled. Yeah, they, they, the show rules. They just they they just threw out the match like who cares? This is chaos. It's like, they're even starting to have the match again, and security was like, no, we're done, we're done, you're done. And then fucking Riddle, like, suplexes the security people. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it was so much fun. And Walter was like, did I remind you that I'm Walter? And starts beating the shit out of people. 
who did the dive to the outside? Oh God! Uh, Killian Dane did. Yeah, it was Dane. Dane just fucking dived on everyone. This was yep. great, and that's how the show ended. It was great. Yeah, this is a fantastic fucking episode. Yo, they were on the USA Network, and WWE produced a great show. Wow. And you know what I have to say, John? If they keep up the momentum like this, AEW needs to really, you know, come out swaying. Because this was really fucking good. Yeah, it was great. Let, let, the, let the games begin in two weeks. But until then. But until then, we're done, because it's midnight Eastern time. Yeah, I'm tired. This podcast is over. Goodbye, y'all. No, no, we gotta do the other stuff. We gotta p- plug that this has been Heel Turner, production of cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. Uh, go to the website. It's a real website. We have, we have stuff on there. Also, we have a Patreon at patreon.cool. That's also a real URL where you can give us money to help keep this show and all the bonus shows that we're putting out going. Isn't that cool? Sure. We also are on Facebook. Search for ProWrestling.Cool. We're on Twitter at the Turn and at PWDOTC. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play probably. All, all the places you get podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. And give us a rating on whatever platform you use. It, it helps. Um, John, social media. I'm John. GM. That's his Twitter. No, I am John GM. That's what I'm saying. You only said I am John, and I, I finished it for you. No, I said I'm John. I wasn't even saying anything. You just went with it. Fine. Plug your Twitter. You just did. Plug your Instagram. You just did. Plug your TikTok. I don't have one. How the fuck are you watching the wiki house if you don't have one? I just go on TikTok and watch him. You gotta, so you gotta make an account then you can. And also, I I walk around like that. <laughs> What about you have to make an account to watch them? No, but that's how you save them. I save a lot. Yeah, so I don't save them. I save them. I just search by my two favorite fucking hashtags, which are hashtag WikiHow and hashtag Oh, you're with that dude now. See, I don't have to search because every time I open the app, the first for you is always a WikiHow every single time. Well, that's nice, but I walk around like that. Wow. Uh, what about your Twitch? Video underscore shames. You should stream more. I should walk around like that. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore ozone. I'm on Mixer. That's my streaming platform of choice. At the ozone without the underscore. And on TikTok, I am Owen Douglas with two S's. I I, I post TikToks. They, they actually get like a lot of views. I'm I'm a, I'm a TikTok superstar, John. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks. We'll be back next week once again at 10 p.m. B- maybe for the last time. 
Yeah, it'll just instead be later. Yeah, then then we'll go into full details about the schedule heading into AEW week. Kill me. So until then. I walk around like gang. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.